Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Joshua. Officially welcome you guys out to another barely mentioned podcast, a podcast designed for men and the women that desire to learn more about them. And today we're going to be talking about legacy and ensuring that we men live and leave a legacy that will pass through generations. So if you're watching this live, do me a big favor and share this broadcast to as many people as possible. If you're watching or listening later, whether on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, I want to say thank you guys so much for staying with me, for sticking with me, for staying with these these teachings. I pray they're being a blessing to you, help you grow closer to God and growing in spiritual maturity. But like I said before, today we're going to be talking about legacy. What's up? What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, this is Miss Kathy's class. Y'all know the kids are watching. But anyway, today we're going to be talking about what will you leave here? No matter what, each and every one of us are going to die. And after dying, we have to ensure that we continue to live. My goal in life is to ensure that I live beyond my life. That when I live my life and when my life is over, that 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 my name and what I stand for will continue. But while everyone is coming in, we're going to get right into description and some points because I have a lot of good points for you guys to help you young men and men to understand what it means to live legendary and to leave a legacy that will impact generations beyond you. The scripture that we've been in for the last few weeks has been in 1 Kings chapter 2. This is David talking to Solomon and the part of the scripture that we're going to focus in on is well, I'll read the whole thing. It says when David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son saying, I am about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules and his testimonies as it, as it is written in the law of Moses that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn and the Lord may, and that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way. To walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you should not lack a man on the throne of Israel. This text here gives a lot of good key insight for us who endeavoring to be kings. And no matter what position you find yourself in, you're supposed to carry yourself in a king kind of manner. And so let's get right into the problem, some causes and some other points. And we're going to talk about how to live and leave a legacy and what should you always endeavor to leave. Let's get right into it. The problem. Many men are not living to leave. Many men, some men, a lot of men are not living to leave. They're living a selfish life that's more trendy than legendary. Many men are not living to leave, meaning that a lot of men are living selfishly. They're not living <clears throat> to leave a positive inheritance, a positive legacy, a positive after that afterthought, but a positive uh, a remembrance that when people think about them or, or consider their ways, they'll be able to say that man was a man of God, that man lived, that man actually lived a full life. I don't want to live a partial life. No man should endeavor to live a partial life or, or to live uh, vicariously through others or to live a life that's not even close to a percentage of what God wanted them to, them to, but we should endeavor to live a life that's full. Life was not meant to live for retirement. Life was meant to live for fulfillment. Life is meant, meant to be fulfilled, meaning that as I live my life, I feel full, that I feel that I'm actually in the place that I need to be. But a lot of us men have allowed ourselves to become so selfish that we rather go with the trends than to be legendary. There's two types of men out there. Either you're a legend or you are following the trends. I don't want to be a trendy guy. I don't want to be a guy that follows the way that this is what masculinity is in this year. So that's what I'm going to do. This is what masculinity is next year. I'm going to follow the trends. No, I'm going to stick with the legendary book, which is the word of God. 
Endeavor to live a life according to his principles and his truth so that when my life has been lived, they will have said that that man was during his life a living legend and now he left a legacy that many people can glean from going forward. My question to you, fellas, are you trendy or are you legendary? Are you just a trend? Because all trends end, but if you a legend, you last forever. Trends end, legends don't. So our objective is to say, what will I be known for beyond my life? That's what I care about. That's why I write the books. That's why I do these videos. I want to give so much value into this world. I want to give so much value to people that if I if, if I die at 90 or beyond my years, they're going to be able to say that man not only walked with God, but that man lived. Are you living or are you just existing? Are you really embracing this abundant, fulfilling life? Or are you just going with the trends, going with the wind? Listen, you do not want to be the person that always goes what culture and society says for you to go, but that you are a man that says, no, for God I live, for God I die. As far as me and my house will serve the Lord and I will be a living legend and I will die legendary to the point to where my legacy will ring decades, decades, decades from now. Many men are not living to leave. They're not living to leave anything. Not, not, they're not even trying to leave anything as far as an inheritance. They're not trying to leave anything for generational wealth. They're not even trying to leave anything in regards um, to legacy and making sure their sons and those up under their influence know how to live. They're just a selfish person. They'd rather go with the trends because trends usually benefits the individual. But being a legend takes discipline. Being a legend means you got to leave and sacrifice some things. Let Being a legend means you got to actually follow in order to lead. Legends mean, being a legend means I got to follow the ultimate legend who is Jesus himself. Now the cause, some causes on why many men do not live to leave. Hey coach, I am listening. I was driving, but yes, I'm glad you joining in. The cause, number one, a lack of self-awareness. When a man does not have self-awareness, he will not uh, uh, improve. He will not grow. There will be no personal development. Because I, my ultimate objective is to always be self-aware. Self-aware moment by moment, day by day, week by week, knowing where I am in my growth so that I will be cognizant and conscious of what I'm really here to do. If I go hours without checking in, then in my life, my day would just be coasting. Every hour on the hour, to the best of my ability, when I find myself in a time of reflection, I'm always self-aware. Hey, what, what could I have done better? What can I contribute? What kid does God want? God, what kid do you want me to check on? What do you want me to do? I'm self-aware. What do I need to deep dig? Who, what do I need to do to deep dig deep? to find the spirit so I can be more patient. There's times where if a kid is really pressuring me and really pushing me, I really take a time to say, Holy Spirit, I, I need your patience because I gotta be self-aware. I just can't allow myself to go with the emotions. You know, you know the phrase, going with the emotions? I don't wanna go with the emotions. I don't just wanna flow with the emotions. I wanna flow with the focus. A lack of self-awareness is what causes many men to live without leaving anything. You got to be self-aware like what like what's up with me am i okay let me heal up so i can heal others the reason why many of us men are not well or not healing because a lot of men are not willing to heal themselves up to heal other men and that's my goal and that should be our goal because legendary men Men of legacy are men who are whole or well or who are endeavoring to be whole, but they at the core of it all is self-awareness. How am I? Where am I? What are my thoughts like? What is my emotional health like? What is my mental health? What is my uh what are those
those different things in my life. And I can't wait to talk tomorrow about mental breakdowns and, and all that stuff. We'll talk about that later. But but we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. Now, next cause, short-term thinking. Short-term, let me heal up so I can heal others. That's right. Short-term thinking. Legacy-leaving men. Men who endeavor to be legends don't think short-term. Short-term thinking is thinking of of. Of, of the moment. It's thinking about carnal needs to a to degree. But long thinkers, long-term thinkers, their actions are determined or derived from their long-term thinking, meaning they think about tomorrow. They think about next week. They think about next month. They don't make moves without thinking about the next uh, 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 season. The reason why many people and many men are not, not full and living life to the where God wants them to they short-term thinkers they're just thinking about who can i sleep with this week what can i do this week what game is coming on tomorrow they're so caught up on the nba playoffs they're so caught up on all these different things so caught up on their roster of women that they are short-term thinking how can i get uh sexually satisfied how can i get emotionally satisfied they're short-term thinkers long-term thinking men are men who say i gotta count the cost and i gotta pay the price daily to ensure that i get a return from this investment that i get a return from this engagement that i'm not going to engage with a woman that i'm not making an investment in from god's confirmation in order for me to marry her in god's timing i'm not going to make an investment in any pasture in any place where god doesn't want me to dig and so many men are digging in lands that god God never told them to dig and they realized that they digging on foreign soil or soil that not will, that would not be able to produce the seed of gifting that's in them. Next, selfishness, self-explanatory. A selfish person is a person who fishes for themselves. They don't fish for nobody else. They don't fish for, for anyone but themselves. And a lot of men, the reason why they don't want to leave a legacy for their children, all why think about somebody else when I when I why think about somebody else when all I think about is me. Those who always think about themselves will never leave a legacy because all they care about is their life currently. Next one, accepted effects, the accepted effects of their surroundings. The reason why men don't leave a legacy, they allow their surroundings to affect them. Well, I grew up in the hood. I grew up here. I grew up in this family. My dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. Woe is me. No, no, let's get out. Let's get out of this victim mentality as men. You are you can change just because you grew up with a father that was abusive, a mother that neglected you, that you grew up in a foster home, different homes at different times. Doesn't mean that God wasn't consistent and faithful in your life. That doesn't mean you go out there and ruin your life. That doesn't mean you go out there and become selfish. No, you don't got to accept the effects of your surroundings, the causes of your surroundings that produces the effects. If you are producing the effects of the negative environment that you're in, then that means you are living within that environment. That means that you are gleaming from that environment. You got to think above. I don't care where you are, young man. I don't care who your father is. I don't care what you're facing right now. Think above it. Because if you could think above that environment, you can eventually live above that environment. But a lot of men make excuses because the environment that they grew in and because those causes was in their environment, they allowed the effects of those causes to ruin their lives. No, you don't have to accept the negative causes of your surroundings. And last but not least, soul ties. The enemy knows all I got to get you is connect to a Jezebel. All I got to get, all I got to do is get you connected to one of my demons masquerading in a different skirt. All I got to do is get you connected uh, 
to, 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 to a gang, to a group of people that mean you no benefit. All I got to do is connect you to something that's going to destroy you. And when you get caught up in belonging to the wrong group or being with the wrong women, wrong woman, you're not able to invest in yourself. You're not able to grow yourself because now you got all these kids. Now you got all these responsibilities and you got all this excess that's excusing you or causing you not to think legacy. But even in those environments, even with those soul ties, God can untie them. But you got to be willing to let them do it. But many of us, we've been with this woman. We've been in this situation for so long. We don't really want to get out of it. Next point. Listen to me close. These are very impactful points. Fellas, listen. And ladies who love them. True success is having a successor. True success or lasting success is from having a successor. Or someone to carry a particular success from generation to generation. We're supposed to be thinking generationally to such a degree that everything we do is how can I impart into someone else? How can I invest in somebody else? How can I be an example that when a man looks at my life, they can pull from my example of manhood, implement it within their life, and then carry it. I want my life to be carried years down the line. I want men to be able to say, that's a man that I can that I can follow. That's a man that I can learn from, ultimately from the ultimate man, which is Jesus himself. But this is a person that I can can that can give me points or whatever, so that I can be able to carry it. I want to live a life that's so heavy and so full that people want to help carry it generation to generation. But many of us don't have a successor. A lot of men right now, they have sons and their sons don't even know what purpose is. They don't even know what fulfillment is. How will you be able to have lasting success? See, I want the Ezzy name to be so valuable. I want the Ezzy name to be so uh, beneficial and so full of favor that my sons and the daughters, that the daughters and the sons that carry that name, they will be able to be proud of that name. They'll be able to say, because my father is the man that he is or was the man that he was, I can't, I can't help but succeed and, and be the successor of his name. I don't got to do exactly what my dad does. I don't got to be a preacher, but I'm carrying the values. I'm carrying the standards because I saw how he carried it from the word of God that he carried in his heart. You got to have a successor. You don't want your name to die. You don't want your legacy to die. I want to be able to live a name that even those who don't bear the Ezzy last name, but care about this unplugger community that cares about how the Holy Spirit using will be able to carry the their, their purpose and their values because it was inspired by a man that was willing to carry his. You, true success is having a successor. Someone to carry a particular success from generation to generation. Who are you? Who around you? Is God putting around you, fellas, that was supposed to carry what you carry? Look at Elijah and Elisha. Look at all the people in the Bible. Usually, even Jesus said he sent them out two by two. That there was uh, Timothy and Paul. Like, like there has to, like, that's the order of life. Life wasn't meant to be selfish. Let me live my best life only and be by myself and do these principles for my own life. It was meant to leave it to someone else. Next point. In a lot of homes... There are more generational curses passed down than generational blessings. In a lot of homes, there are more generational curses passed down than generational blessings. Fellas, what habits are you practicing now that will curse the mind of your children? 
that will curse the mind of those that influence you know what i mean by curse pervert let's use the word pervert that will pervert their minds not even lustful not sexual but pervert their minds perverse perverted is the opposite of the original a perverted way is the opposite of its original way so what happens is the many men don't understand that their pornography habit that their 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 loud voice and their 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 uh, uncontrollable emotions their anger their rage their 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 issues are going to be passed down it's either going to cause them to mimic what you do or or to become mean because of what you did right and a lot of men a lot of women right now grew up in homes with fathers that 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 passed on that lustful spirit because you know what happens fellas you have to understand you can't just think about you because you're the head. When you're the head, that means the enemy the enemy is only going to be allowed under within your pastures or within your influence based upon your practices, your perspectives and 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 your personal issue of God. If your personal issue of God is off and your perspectives are off and your practices are off, then you are now telling the spiritual world that you can have like a revolving door, access to my family, access to my sons, and you wonder why your son is still practicing what you practicing and they they're they're doing what you doing because you never watched and prayed so that you won't fall into temptation if the fathers falling into if the fathers are falling into temptation what do you think the children are going to do so we got to think about what am i passing down because i don't want to be i don't in my home i don't want my hidden practices because fellas you may be thinking no one knows what you're doing but that spirit is going to affect your son that a spirit is going to affect the self-esteem of your daughter and then because what happens is you probably don't feel the pressure of it because she's seven because he's eight but wait till he gets 13 that puberty hits wait till she gets 16 then you're going to reap what you sold or didn't sow you're either going to reap what you sold beneficially or you're going to reap what them demons sold because demons sow seed. And if you're not guarding and tending your, your family, and if you're not dying to your flesh and saying, whatever was in my father's lineage will not come through me, that I'm not gonna allow lust to run in my home, I'm not gonna allow self, uh, 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 any kind of damaging generational effects, whether it's in finance, whether it's in depression, anxiety. How many people are allowing the depression spirit and anxiety spirits to run rampant and now your son and daughter's taking medication? It's probably because you're depressed and you allow the depression to come in and you allowing those cursed practices to give clearance to demonic spirits to say, now I have a home that I can infest, that I can destroy, and that I can pass it on because they care about generations. You should care about generations more than demons do because demons care about generations. They, a lot of demons have had a stronghold in families. There's a lot of families right now that are demonically stronghold. And you can go all the way back to your great, 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 great great grandfather and trace the same curse all the way through because demons say I'm going to anchor myself here I'm going to root myself in his family because I know I'm going to curse them look at your sisters look at your brothers look what everybody's doing and you can tell what spirit is dominant in your family. Look at your grandfather. Look at your great grandfather. Look at your grandmother. Look at your great grandmother. And then look at your mother. And then look at everybody having babies and not married. Everybody having a divorce. Everybody got money problems. Every man in your family is incarcerated on drugs. If you follow the demonic brick road, you can see the demonic stronghold.
And man, you got to take authority that you have in Christ to stop it. Because if you don't stop it and you go to these churches that don't talk about these different things, you thinking that your life is okay. And then next thing you know, when your son turns 18, you're like, whoa, what happened? The seed that, the, that demon sowed in your son's heart, you now got to reap it. In a lot of homes, there are more generational curses passed down than generational blessings. You got to pass down blessings. You got to pass down a blessed mindset, a blessed heart, a blessed, blessed hands, blessed feet. And that's through the word of God. Let's keep going. It is important for men to think generation, generate generationally. It is important for men to think generationally. Thank you guys so much for watching and for sharing. I really appreciate that. It is important for men to think generate generationally and live with their great, great, great grandkids in mind. Right now, I'm making decisions with my great, great, great grandkids in mind. I'm making decisions that my great, great, great grandkids will appreciate. If you don't think beyond you, <clears throat> then whatever you birthed beyond you will not, will not carry the torch that should be carried. Every man got to think about their children's children's children. Because I don't want to die and they be like, man, man my, my grand, great, great grandfather, man, he ain't do nothing. I don't want to be a man that, I'm not sitting there saying that everyone's like, I just want to eat from the pot of my great, great grandfather. He was rich and he was blessed. I want them to be able to say, I want to be a man like him because that man walked with Jesus. The stories of my great grandfather was so inspiring and how he impacted the world that his videos I can watch right now. I can read my great great grandfather's books and I can pass down literature. I can pass down not only uh, 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 money and or legacy. <clears throat> I can pass down literature. I can pass down videos. I can pass down something that my great great grandkids can say. I'm proud to be an Ezzy. I'm proud to be a part of that man's life because that man was blessed and because I'm yoked up to this lineage and God honored him and God loved him that I can get tapped into what he was because they would have seen the fruit. How much fruit are you bearing? You know how trees last longer than living individuals? Fruit, that's that one tree that was printed, plant, planted 100 years ago are still producing oranges are still producing apples. I want my name to be a tree that after I have died, that tree, that life that I live is still producing fruit to this day that my great, great, great grandkids and family can enjoy. A hundred years from now, will anybody benefit from what, you, what you're doing right now? What you're doing right now, can anybody benefit from? Can your great, great grandkids benefit from what you're doing right now? You smoking, you drinking, you sleeping around. What can they benefit from that? You out there money laundering, you out there doing bad with your money. How can they benefit from that? What are you doing right now that your great, great grandkids can benefit from? You got to think that way. Life ain't all about you. It's about your family. It's about your legacy, a legacy that honors God, where there can be a torch of holy light passed down from generation to generation because you as a man took charge like Joshua did in the Bible. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care what, what, what the Jenkins do. I don't care what the Joneses do. I don't care what the Matthews do. I don't care what the, what the, what anybody other family group, as far as me, as far as Joshua and my family. The Ezzies, what we're going to do, we're going to serve the Lord. Because I know that if I serve him 
and I teach my children and my children's children to serve him, that's a legacy. It will impact generations to come. Everywhere you go, okay, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. All right. How to live and leave a legacy is evident in the passage of scripture that we read in um, 1 Kings chapter 2, verses um, uh, 4, all the way down through verse 4. How to live, fellas, listen, how to live and leave a legacy that is honorable to God. Number one, you have to make a decision and be mindful of those under your influence. The Bible says, if your sons... That's powerful. I can't, when I go through scriptures, I just can't just read through them. I have some scriptures I just get anchored in. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. If your sons, like I said, number one, make a decision and be mindful of those under your influence. The first thing we have to think as a man is if your sons, if means you have an option or a choice. If means if you do X, Y, and Z, you will get this. If you do this, you will have that. If we always got to be mindful of our choices. If I choose to do this, then I will not lack a king on the throne of Israel. I will not lack a man that will honor God through years. If all of us are at a place of if, <clears throat> if I go to the gym, if I eat this honey bun, if I slap this person, if I cut this person off in traffic, if I go 95 miles an hour, if I honor God's word, if I if I uh, uh, if I trust God in my singleness, if I honor my wife, if we all have a choice and you got to make a decision to live according to the word of God and according to what's wise. If you got to make a decision, that if is a powerful word, because if you do it. You are guaranteed to get this. If you go to the gym, you'll be better off than not going. If you honor your wife, your marriage will be better off than what it could have been if you entertain that other woman. If, if you got to make a choice and anywhere the Bible says, if you got to pay attention because everything that you do is predicated to a choice. And God's like, there are blessings, there are principles, there are principles, and then there's prosperity. If you honor the principles, you'll get prosperity. We're not talking about uh, uh, just money. We're talking about the abundant life that God wants us to live. We're talking about abundance of love, abundance of joy and contentment, abundance of peace, abundance of, of gentleness and long-suffering. That's the abundant life. But if we don't do the principles, if, if we do the principles, we get a certain type of promise. Principle, promise. Principle, promise. Principle, promise. Principles, practices, promise. That's three Ps. If I uh, if I adhere to the principles in my practice, then I will get this promise. But most people they hear the principle, but they don't practice. They don't have corresponding patterns or practices that would trigger or initiate or open certain promises. If your sons, I love the part your sons, your sons. This equals your sons or those under your influence. You always got to be mindful of those under your influence. That's what keeps me focused, not only because I walk before God, but because I walk before people. And I want to make sure that when people look at my life, they'd be like, yo, 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 that man walks with God. Hmm, got me thinking, what am I going to leave for my next generation? What decisions am I making today to affect that? I'm telling you, that's real. You got to think about those sons up under you, fellas, <clears throat> or those up under your influence. You got to think about the sons, the daughters, the people that look up to you. The reason why I do what I do, because it's seemingly like I went to the gym about a week, two weeks ago. And I didn't know there was a gentleman 
that was watching these videos that he he came into the gym and said, I just watched your live and I didn't know you come to this gym. So I got to always be mindful <clears throat> that there are people who respect what I do, but I got to make sure I live what I do because many of us, we don't practice what I preach, what we preach. We preach it, but we disqualify ourselves because we don't practice what we preach. I always got to think about those who look up to me, those who, who, who are inspired by the work of the Holy Spirit in me. I got to think about, he says, if your sons and what keeps us living and wanting to leave a legacy is make, making decisions and being mindful of those under our influence. Next point, <clears throat> being mindful of those we influence will help us live and leave a legacy. That's simple as that. If your sons basically says, being mindful of those we influence will help us live and leave a legacy. If you're not mindful of the next man, if you're not mindful of that young man, if you're not mindful of the people that are watching you, then you're going to live selfishly. But if you're mindful of them and you know that I don't know what eyes are watching me, that don't mean I got to live according to other people's standards of me. I just live according to the word. And I want to show them the best life. I want to show them how to live because it's important. Glory to God in my case. I only preach the word of God when I know I am worthy and ready and when I follow it. Amen. That's real. That's real. Being mindful of those we influence will help us live and leave a legacy. Fellas, let's keep going. The next verse, the next point says, if your sons pay close attention to their way, in order to live and leave a legacy, we have to pay close attention. We have to pay close attention. Every day we must pay close attention to our way because someone's watching the way we're going. Someone's following our way and you got to make sure you lead them down the right way. Every day, in order for me to live and live a legacy, I got to pay a close attention to where I'm going. Am I leading myself or is God leading me? Am I leading this marriage or is the Holy Spirit leading me, which will lead the marriage? Am I leading this ministry or is the Holy Spirit leading me that's leading this ministry? You always got to be led. In order to be a good leader, fellas, you have to be a good follower. Every man is following something and is determining the way they lead. You have to follow the Holy Spirit so he can show you how to lead the right way. Every day we must pay not far attention. We got to pay close attention to our way. Oh, I made a wrong step. God, okay, I'm going to make this adjustment. I'm assess. It's called the Coach Josh Triple A. Assess, adjust, and advance. If I want to advance in the way that I should go, if I want to advance the way I should go, I gotta constantly assess my life. Where am I? Where's my heart? Did I wake up tired? What adjustment do I need to make so I can advance better? If I didn't advance well two minutes ago, well, what adjustments do I need to make through from my assessment that will ensure that I advance the next hour the right way? We gotta pay close attention. Okay, I didn't walk in love like that. What caused that? What triggered that? Why Why am I like that? Does that mean I got to be more disciplined in my evening? Does that mean I shouldn't like for me? I can't eat potatoes late at night. I can't eat food past six because that affects my sleep. And if, it, if my sleep is affected, then I'm not as jolly and, and available and accessible. And because if I don't have sleep, if I don't eat right, if I don't have good, wholesome practices, then how would I be of any benefit to anyone else? 
I got to pay close attention to my physical habits, my mental indulgences, my emotional connections, and my spiritual leaders and my spiritual teachings. So many people are affected in, in, in demonic doctrines. Many people are, are emotionally uneasy. And a lot of people, what's up, Junior? Y'all go subscribe. He does that. That's my nephew out there watching. What's up, boy? Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Tell Traps. It's a movement. <laughs> anyway, we got to make sure that we... I got to pay close attention. Next point. Every day you make emotional, mental, and physical payments. What are you paying for daily? Do you understand that? we Every day we make payments. We pay with our emotions. We pay with our mind. We pay with our money. We pay with our energy. We pay with our time. We pay with our feelings. And some of the things we're paying on credit, and we know we don't got the assets to balance it out financially. Stop paying for stuff on credit. Well, I'm going to give you my heart, and, I, and it's on credit. My, I'm giving you my heart. It's on credit. I don't really have it. Or or, or or you begging for people, and they don't even love you, Jim. They don't got the cash to actually really uh, to really uh, make the payment and really invest. So they're giving credit towards you, but they don't have a good credit score. But you got to look at the person in your life and be like, man, what payments am I making? Because what you paying for right now will either benefit you or drastically affect you later. Some of us are making bad payments, man. Bad payments with our time, bad payments with our body, bad payments with our mind, bad payments with our emotions, and it's jacking us up. What are those under us seeing us pay for? What are your sons seeing you paying for? He knows that's how my dad pays his time. He pays two hours a day towards this. Okay, if my dad watches the game three or four hours every day, he watches ESPN for two hours, then I guess I'll pay that with my time too. If, but if my father looks like that, he pays in time form prayer for two hours or an hour or 30 minutes. Wow, your son's going to naturally follow you. If he sees that you pray all the time and you teach him the value of that and you pay that with your time with God, you pay that with your time to pray, then your son is going to be like, I want to pay that too. Because it benefits my dad. People don't care about those who fake like they have it. But people who really got the anointing, really got power, people will want to do those spiritual disciplines. They will really want to be inspired. Like, oh, wow, you find somebody in shape. If a fat person come to you right now talking about, I got this uh, weight loss plan, you ain't going to trust them. Because if that weight loss plan didn't help you, how will it help me? But if someone who is in shape and is fit comes to you and says, hey, this is what I have to offer, but I paid this in time, I paid this in money, I paid this in sacrifice, then you're going to be inspired by it. Because if you want those results, you'll pay the same payment they paid if you truly want it. But most people, they're paying for the wrong things, and those up under them are paying for those lustful habits, are paying for those prideful habits. They're paying the price of your payments. Last point, having the right perspectives, having the right kind of mind, having the right perspectives, and being purpose-minded helps us to live and leave a legacy. Having the right perspectives will determine what you pay in life. And when you know that purpose and advancing God's kingdom is the ultimate goal and being loving God with all of our heart, soul and mind and loving others as we love ourselves and, and working from that love, man, you can't help but pay close attention because growth is in the details. And if I pay close attention or if I make these adjustments, if I, if I just do this, I can get that. That just because it's a principle doesn't mean, just because you see a principle doesn't mean you get the promise. But if you practice that principle, 
Guaranteed to get that promise. Next point, how to live and leave a legacy is evident in 1 Kings chapter 2. Walk faithfully with your entire self. Walk faithfully with your entire self. I love that. The verse says, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their hearts and soul. God is saying, hey, you won't lack a throne in Israel. David was saying, like, David was saying, look, people, look, Solomon, listen, man, if you honor God's statutes, honor his commandments and walk in his ways, and you and you understand that the Lord said that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way to walk before me in faithfulness and with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. That if I do this, and if I teach my sons and those I influence the same thing, then there won't be a lot of men throughout our society with empty thrones or boys trying to be kings. But I have to walk faithfully with my entire self too. We got to get to a place where we say, think about this. All of us are faithful to something. Remember this. All of us are faithful to something. The question is, who or what? All of us are faithful to something. We're faithful to our sports. We're either faithful to our church. We're either faithful um, to our business and our goals. We're all of are faithful to the groups that accept us. We're all faithful to something. The question is, who are we most faithful to? Who are you most faithful to? God said, if you like walk before me in faithfulness, you got to understand the next point. No matter where you are walking, no matter where you're walking, to the bathroom, to your job, to that girl's house, no matter where you are walking, you're walking before the Lord. It doesn't matter where you tiptoe to or moonwalk out of. It's all before the Lord. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. Because he's omniscient, because he's all-knowing, because it's crazy how many of us try to act like God can't see our sins. We hide our sins from our wives. We hide our sins from our husbands. We hide our sins from our children. We hide our sins from our co-workers and our bosses. We hide our sins from all these humans as if God is blind. People think that God is, is love blind. Oh, he loves us so much that he's blind to our sins. That's the most stupidest thing I heard. If God is all-knowing and omniscient, yes, what Jesus did for us is amazing. That means he, he's saying he's forgiven your eternal debt. We still got to confess our daily sins to him. The thing that he's talking about that he uh, no longer sees no more is that you're supposed to go to hell. So when Jesus uh, forgave you of your sin, he forgave you of the sin as far as the consequences of it. As far as eternal damnation and hell, the rest we got to be cognizant of and respect and be fearful enough to walk before God in reverence and in honor and with genuineness. Because no matter where you're walking, tiptoeing to or moonwalking from, it is all before the Lord. He sees it all. And if he sees it all, why not just be faithful? <clears throat> it's because if we sin in front of our wives, and if our wives catch us in sin, or our husbands catch us in sin, or our children catch us in sin, or our boss catches us in sin, there's an immediate, to a degree, there's an immediate consequence. We, because God ain't striking us down with no lightning, we think, well, I don't gotta respect God, because God ain't really chastising me. The, the, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You keep practicing sin, there's gonna be some death in your life. No matter where you're walking, you're walking before the Lord. In order to be faithful, we have to be full of faith. In order to be faithful, I have to be full of faith. And let's keep going. 
In order to be faithful, we have to be full of faith. And in order to be full of faith, we have to hear and do the word of God. The Bible says faith. What's up, everybody? They say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In order for me to walk before the Lord faithfully, number one, I got to have my faith stirred and solid. The Bible says build yourself up in your most holy faith. That means I have to build my faith. I have to have spiritual disciplines that builds my faith. In order for my faith to be built, I have to know, I have to uh, uh, hear the word of God. And let's keep going. Where if you plan to lead, hear me, fellas. This is for all the men out there. If you plan to lead, plan to read, plan to bleed, plan to seed, plan to feed, and plan to heed. This is what helps you walk faithfully to God. If you plan to lead, right, you have to plan to read. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to plan to read. I'm going to get in this word of God and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to read this word with me. I'm going to read this with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let him bring this word as living, active. I got a plan to read. Fellas, if you plan to lead, you got to plan to read. You got to plan to be in that word and glean from it and grow from it and understand its principles. Modify your practices so the promises can be evident in your life. You have to plan to read. If you plan to lead, this will help with your faithfulness. You got to plan to bleed, meaning you got to plan to die. In order to be faithful unto God, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and then follow him. You have to die to yourself. You got to plan to bleed. If you want to lead a family, you got to bleed for that family. You got to sacrifice for that family. You got to die for that family. You got to say, man, I'm, I'm going to die to this pornography. I'm going to die to this lust. I'm going to die to this ego. I'm going to die to this. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to bleed for my family, sacrifice for my bed. There we go, be sacrificial. If you plan to lead a family, you got a plan to read and you got a plan to bleed. Not only should you plan to read or plan to bleed, but you got a plan to seed. Farmers are some of the most faithful, that's probably one of the most faithful practices. You have to sow the seed. You have to care for that seed. You also get, and people think that harvest is fun. Harvest ain't that fun. Harvest is hard work. Have you ever harvested in a field before? You ever harvested in a field before? Have you ever, you know, actually harvest? Where now you've got to pluck the fruit, pluck the herbs, pluck the vegetables, stack the vegetables, store the vegetables, package the vegetables, clean the vegetables, sell the vegetables. You got to plant to seed. Sowing seed, man. We got a plan to know for a fact that I'm a farmer out here. I got to tend my field. I got to sow in my field. I got to I gotta lead. And I got to understand there's hard work. But I got to plant the seed. I got to tend to the seed. I think we're good now. You got a plan to seed. Next, you got a plan to feed. Who are you feeding and what you feeding them? What are you, because you feed people with your influences every day. You got a plan to feed. What If people ate from your life, what would they eat? Is it genetically modified or is it organic? Is it original or is it artificial? You got a plan to feed. 
If you don't feed your daughter the right thoughts and the right perspectives on self-esteem, some other man will feel her the, feed her the wrong way. If you don't feed your son what it means to be a man of God and a gentleman, somebody, the world, the TV, the rappers, the musicians, the entertainers will feed him the wrong way to be a man. You got to be planned to feed. You got to go out there, cook the food, chop the food, ensure the food is pure. So that when you feed your daughter, feed your son, or you speak on YouTube, or speak wherever you speak, or write or sing, you feeding them something organic and original, not artificial and genetically modified. If you plan to lead, you got to plan to heed. Real man heed. Real men heed warnings. They're aware. They're watchful. <clears throat> They're able to read the signs. They heed. They heed. Okay, I'm not going down that way. I'm going to heed the signs. Next part, the heart equals your character. It says with all your heart, with all their heart and soul. <clears throat> your heart equals your character. Your soul equals your mind and emotions. Do you honor God with your character? And do you honor God with your mind and your emotions? That's something men got to think about. <clears throat> next, last point. The next verse, the fourth point is to ensure all thrones under your influence or care are properly occupied. That's important, fellas. You got to ensure that all thrones under your influence or care are properly occupied. You know what that means? It says that you should not lack a man on the throne of Israel. I got to pay close attention to what I'm doing. I got to make decisions to be mindful of those under my influence. I got to walk faithfully before God and other people with my entire self so that when other men and other people learn from me, that they will occupy their throne. They will occupy their place in the kingdom. They will occupy and be spiritually mature to actually execute for God wherever they are. You should not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Men molding men should be the motive. <clears throat> that I, that if Christ is my mold and I mold men according to that mold, then I'll have a bunch of men that will magnify and glorify God in their lives. Last point, it is our goal. I am warning you, don't ever go there. All right, anyway. It, it is our goal to make sure heirs, potential kings, and it is our goal to make sure heirs are prepared to be kings and to ensure no throne is left empty or illegally occupied. Mm. It is our goal to make sure heirs are prepared. Young men, other men who are endeavoring to be kings, leaders, what's up, Jay, that are able to, to lead or whatnot, are prepared to be kings. Any man that comes in my life that wants me to help a disciple, then my goal is to say, hey, how are you? Where are you? Are you ready to be a king? Every man to be asking me advice about what it's like to be a husband, so, but are you ready to be a king? You can't just be a boy. You can't be an heir anymore. You just can't be a person that says, well, I'll just, no, no, no. You got to be ready. It is our goal as men to make sure heirs are prepared to be kings and to ensure no throne is left empty. Every man has a throne that they're supposed to sit on, a throne they're supposed to make decisions from, a throne where they're supposed to um, um, be counseled and guided by the king of all kings, who is Jesus. We got to make sure every man occupies their throne occupies their place of influence, occupy their place as a man and to live godly in that position and to make sure that no throne is left empty or illegally occupied where somebody else demonically is, is influencing you, a Jezebel spirit, a demonic spirit that's illegally occupying you, causing you to, to, to lead and to guide improperly 
from your throne. Some people found their throne. They found their place of influence, found their business, <clears throat> found their purpose, but they allow different spirits to demonically occupy them and to, and to affect the way they lead. Not every man who's sitting on nice thrones are being led by the spirit of God. Now, what should you always endeavor to leave? Quick points and I'm out your way. What should you always endeavor to leave? No matter where you go, you should endeavor to leave these things. You don't, you don't just got to wait till you die to leave a legacy. You can leave a legacy now. That my goal with every child, with every person I come across, my goal is to leave them with something. And I spell the acronym LEAVE. What should you always endeavor to leave, fellas? You should endeavor to leave love. Love. Everything that I do, I should endeavor to leave love. Genuine love. Care, empathy, sympathy, understanding. That wherever, because my shoes are shod with the preparation of peace and because I'm a peacemaker, not a peacetaker, everywhere I go, I want to leave love. Whether it's tough love, whether it's uh, uh, gentle love, the right kind of biblical God-centered love, our goal should be to always leave love. That's right, showing honor. Honor is a form of love. Respect is a form of love. Care is a form of love. Empathy is a form of love. Understanding is a form of love. Correction is a form of love. Everywhere you go as a man or woman, you should endeavor to leave love. Not hate, not jealousy, not envy, not insecurities, not fears. But love. What should you always endeavor to leave? E, evidence. You should endeavor to always leave evidence. Truth. Are you originally you? My goal is to always leave evidence. Evidence of that there's a God. Evidence <clears throat> that, 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 that good men can, are out there. Evidence for ladies that there are good women. Evidence. I'm leaving you evidence. I'm leaving you evidence of the joy that's in me. I'm leaving you evidence of hope. I'm leaving you evidence of love. I'm leaving you evidence of truth. That if you ask me, that my lips and my lifestyle both leave evidence that Jesus is who he is. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. That's real. <clears throat> you leave what you receive. If all you receive is negativity, you're going to always leave negativity. If you always receive the things of God and honor and the good things of life, that's what you'll leave. I want to always leave evidence that, wow, good people do exist, that men of God do exist. I want to leave that husbands can be faithful. I want to leave evidence. I also want to leave truth that there is a God, that only a God can make a man live that way, that only God can inspire a man to live that way. That's how we should do it. What should you always endeavor to leave? Evidence. A, what should you always endeavor to leave, fellas and ladies? authenticity. We're not talking about, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No, no. Authenticity. And be very careful where you get your authenticity from. Because if you allow Christ to influence you, you can't help but be authentic. Like, like you, like you, like the thing about God, he ain't really trying to change you, change you. He wants to change you from the inside out. He doesn't want to change your love for art. He doesn't want to change your love for engineering. He doesn't want to change your love um, for science. He doesn't want to change your love for business. He don't want to change your love for entrepreneurship. He don't want to change your love for what you love because he made you unique. He's an artist. He's want to change the way you do those things. He wants to change the way you think about those things. He want to change the way you lead those things. 
He don't, he don't, he don't mind you wanting to be a mom. He don't, he don't, he don't, he don't want to change your thoughts and convert you to this stoic um, copy. He wants you to love poetry. He wants you to keep doing poetry. He just want to change the way you be. He wants to change the poet. He loves that you can draw. He just want to change the artist. He, because if you allow him to change you from the inside out, then you will be able to see him in your art form. What should you always endeavor to leave? V, vision, perspective. When people come talk to me or they watch my videos, I just want them to be able to say, wow, I never thought of it like that. Wow, my perspective is changing. Wow, like I'm seeing, I, I got vision now. When people come to me and they're like, man, I really want to start this business. We want to do this, but I feel, and they have a conversation with me. When I leave, they feel inspired. They feel motivated. They're like, man, will you watch these videos? My goal is once this video is over, once I leave this video, you're able to say, wow, I feel like I can really do this thing by the help of the Holy Ghost. I feel like I can do it. I'm going to go ahead and get this joke out of there. Give me one second. All right, there we go. The goal is I want to leave a vision. I want to leave the right perspectives. And that's important. I want to be able to say, hey, I want to leave people with vision. That point about what we receive. When people leave, when you leave people's presence, when people leave your presence, do they feel inspired? Do they feel like they have vision now? What should you always endeavor to leave? E, the last E, <clears throat> encouragement. You want to leave encouragement. You don't want to leave, oh, well, that sucks. You want to leave encouragement. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Weep with those that weep. Say words that fit the occasion. You want to leave encouragement. And when people leave you, they feel more confident. They feel more strong. They feel more able. They feel more inspired. When people leave your presence or when you leave their presence, do they feel that you left love? Do they feel that, that they left, that you left evidence? Do they, do they feel that, that, you, that you left with them authenticity? Do they feel that you left with them vision or the right perspective? Do they feel that you left with them encouragement? And when you die, will people be like, that man lived and that not only that man lived, he lived for God. And it's affecting his children's children's children. Everywhere you go, you leave something. <clears throat> Hear me closely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everywhere you go, you leave something. Watch what you leave. Watch what you leave. Make sure you leave love, evidence, authenticity, vision, and encouragement. Last point, you can only leave what you receive. If all you do is receive junk, you're always going to leave junk. But if you always receive what's good, you can't help but leave good. What do you allow in? What are you receiving? Because whatever you're receiving, is, it will be the thing that you leave. All right, activity time. Um, this worksheet will be available. Make sure you check in with the um, community tab. That's where I'm gonna post the worksheet this afternoon. But it's basically, take some time to really reflect on your legacy and define what you want to leave here, simply. What are you known for now? What are you known for now? What is what is your name like? What are you known for now? Next point, what would you like to be known for? Think about that. What would you like to be known for when you die, when you leave a person's presence? What you want to be known for? Last box, what adjustment do you need to make to become the person in the box to the right? If you think on these different things, if you think legacy, you will live legendary. If you think for the moment, 
You'll just be a trend that comes and goes, a person without identity, a man without focus, a double-minded man that's unstable in all of his ways. Love you guys. Be blessed. Links in the description box below if you want to give, get involved, get me out to your city. If you want to get your hands on the six books or two card games, I got a, a ton of resources available to you. 1,300 videos here on YouTube. Um, um, worksheets on my website, imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets. All these worksheets has a video that goes with them. Um, my goal is to just keep resourcing you guys, giving you guys resources that will benefit you with your walk with God. I love you guys. Like I always do on Mondays, I'm about to go get buckets. I feel real good. My joints are feeling good. I'm ready to hoop. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm glad it was a great word. I love you guys. Be blessed. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Lord willing. Um, mental, are you mentally breaking down or mentally building up? Mental breakdowns happen when we don't build ourselves up mentally in the things of God. See you guys tomorrow for our daily plate. Love you guys. Be blessed.